also going to be focusing on uh, year three and in fact the same teacher and there might be some points we can pick up in discussion about why we've both gone for um, that as a, as a focus of our attention. Um, so our final unit focused on the concept of audiences, audience, um, and um, it's important to point out the clipboard at this point. Uh, so this is one year three feeding back. Um, here, Elizabeth Bird, uh, one of many um, possible um, quotes that I could have uh, chosen here, describing the notion of audience as problematic, ever-changing and, and fluid. Um, I'm not going to either try and position ourselves in relation to uh, changing theoretical perspectives about audience or how to study audience. Um, we would all, I'm sure, have things to say, but I don't think that's what we were about. What we were attempting to do was acknowledge that the concept of audience is complex, um, has changed. I mean, you know, perhaps a, a key significant change looking at the, the audience as active um, as participating, and some people now would prefer that term, and also that media trends have, have changed the nature of that participation, um, but remaining, we, you know, there's still lots of questions around um, the nature of that participation and power and constraint. Um, rather than try to simplify or resolve some of the complexity, um, it seemed important to us to directly address it, even with the youngest children. Um, like with the other units, we had a starting point of you know, what are some of the problems here when we're teaching this at maybe GCSE or older with older students. Um, and um, noticed that a lot of the tasks, for example, in the GCSE media studies specs are asking students to target a particular audience group, which seems to invoke um, a very stereotypical view. So this old people will like this and um, this particular age group will, will like this. So making... making um, uh, judgments based on assumptions. Um, so we wanted to aim, we wanted to enable children to engage with real audiences, but in a reflexive way, um, and raise questions about research methods and the status of knowledge. How do we know what we think we know about audiences? Um, so this particular class teacher, um, I'm so, I really apologise, but I, I'm calling them both Year Two and Year Three, and that's because we started with them in Year Two, but actually they were Year Three by this point. So just to clarify. Um, he, so he started by summarising, as Mandy referred to with his summarising of the previous unit to introduce the um, institutions unit, he, he told them what so far they had said about audiences. So he pointed out that they'd said that adverts sell things but that they themselves weren't persuaded by them because that was their view. They liked the advert, they looked at the happiness advert but they said well, well, that wouldn't make, make us buy them. Um, when they did their um, scary films they said that they actually kind of turned it around on themselves and they said that everybody would be scared of their films. They, they, they really believed that their films were scary and that they would be universally scary. Um, but when they got to um, the news products, they, they argued that their, um, the media institutions made different sorts of news for different audiences and their products reflected that. Um, so he, he, he presented back what they, he felt that they'd said and summed it up for them. And I'm just going to give you an example of how he does that verbally, um, it's absolutely impossible for me to get close to how this teacher delivers 
um, the way that he speaks, but you have to imagine an upward inflection so that almost everything is a, a question, although I wouldn't necessarily say always rhetorical, but it is always putting a question mark, possibly a pause first. If I, I'll just let you um, read that for a second. So he is specifically talking about their scary films. Okay, and I think he's trying to point out how their ideas of audience have developed or that they've actually got different audience ideas about audience at the same time. Um, <clears throat> and again, you believe children would like one version of news and adults another. Why do, do you think everyone watching a horror would feel the same? Um, did I show you proper adult horror films? And then he leaves them with this so we're a bit stumped actually we think both of these things and he leaves that hanging and then before moving into the next um, activity um, what he then goes on to do he um, has parents invited into the classroom um, on the first day he's organised a creche, he's baked cake it's a sociable um, environment. I mean, sometimes when you have parents into the classroom, it can be, you know, there's a sort of a frostiness. That was completely um, broken down. The children were working with the parents in the room. Um, and there were lots of parents. There were probably um, 15 parents in the room, so it's a kind of a big environment. So he makes the audience concrete. They can no longer have uh, stereotypical kind of assumptions about what... Um, parents or adults might like because they're in the room with them and he starts by showing them the famous clip from EastEnders where um, it's revealed that um, Kat is Zoe's mum and she, he shows them a clip um, a montage of um, Ben 10 and he shows them a clip from Loose Women and he asks them to talk about who, who would like this, who would watch this and they talk about that with the parents together um, and interestingly, actually, they, they had talked a lot about genre previously, and I remember they'd been doing a science fiction unit um, elsewhere, not to do with our project. And um, he uh, links genre and audience together for them. Um, they, they'd been talking about it, this came up, so these programmes are different genres, different... So they started to kind of posit the idea that different audiences like different genres. And um, so he... He uses the personal, he's talking about himself here. I watch an awful lot of soaps, I don't watch many chat shows. But immediately he's starting to make them think about taking it outside the self. Um, so some people might say, I mainly watch the news, I don't watch much reality television. Um, and, I, and I think that modelling of the personal, moving from the personal to starting to make more sort of um, generalisations about others um, is interesting there um, and, and, and challenging. Um, in planning our own um, activities, the resources that we developed, a key thing that we wanted to do was um, addressing the fact that most of the children will have encountered ideas about media audiences and the effects of media um, and the sorts of discourses that, we, that they will have heard about media having negative effects. And it was certainly true that they, they were familiar with those ideas. And we wanted to prompt some discussion of that, but more we wanted to prompt some... Um, questions about where do these ideas come from. So we gave a set of um, statements. These are some examples. These are the examples that this particular teacher chose. We, get, we had a longer list, but he chose those four. 
and with the parents and the cake and the statements, they, they talked um, in groups. And really interestingly, I, I think this was the um, one class who really stuck to what this activity, as we'd sort of suggested, lots of people adapted it in really interesting ways, but he stuck to, this isn't your opinion, not interested. I mean, he had to let a little bit of space for individual people's opinions, of course, but he ultimately was moving them towards, I'm not interested in your individual opinion about this. I want points for, points against, and I want you to um, think, be thinking about what evidence would we need to find out? You know, how, is the, how do you know? Why, why might this be true? Why might, might that be true? Um, so they discussed this, and lots of parents took up what might be considered the kind of ne quite negative stance. Actually, playing games is really bad, and children should go out and get more fresh air. Uh, by firstly, mainly sharing his own experiences. Oh, I love playing games. Or, oh, actually, I watch loads of EastEnders. Or, you know, by sharing that, he, he created a comfortable space where people started to draw on their personal experience. And by drawing on their personal experience, some of those discourses got a bit um, uh, questioned and contested. And that enabled people to be, to, to be you know, a, more able to come up with the, po the pros and the cons, depending on how the statements were contrived. Um, Throughout the activity, um, <coughs> Alex, uh, sorry, his ears going to be burning away, aren't they? Um, he, he, what, he, he maintained a, a question, and as I said about this sort of upward inflection on, um, in the way that he had a dialogue both with the parents and with the children, um, here that he's asking that they're beginning to make judgments about who would watch some of the texts. And as you can see, so, he, so do they? What different reasons do people have? Now, he doesn't necessarily always, they don't necessarily have answers, and they don't always pursue it at that time, but those are questions that are posited throughout. Um, and they're maintained throughout. Um, it very rarely leaves something unquestioned. So it's quite a kind of uh, provisional and complex and ambiguous space to be in if you're kind of trying to make sense of all of this. Um, and so the children have to become accustomed to, um, you know, questions not yet being resolved, no neat answers, a learning objective not necessarily just ticked off. Um, that activity um, shifted into them thinking about the advantages and disadvantages of different research methods, and they are very traditional um, research methods. We didn't go there on trying to present perhaps some, some newer ideas. <coughs> but it's really... <coughs> sorry... Really interesting the way that Alex uh, introduced those research methods to them, um, drawing on um, the productive pedagogy framework. So he's really making connections with the children's own experience. So here, sorry, so those, those were the lists of uh, methods that we gave them, and he was just kind of explaining what each of them was and what they might, the pros and cons of some of them might be. And one of the children suggests, so he bought a drink, you look at the back and see what ingredients there is. And, and Alex really capitalises on that and uses that as, to help him to start thinking about um, content analysis, but then, then working at, well, actually, it's kind of more difficult when it's media. It's not the same as just the ingredients. It's more complicated than that. Um, they then start to talk about the possibility of an experiment. This was a re reference to you know, having a go at, at a game. Um, and again, he takes the connection with the child's experience um, 
and this is slightly later in the dialogue, they've gone a little bit um, elsewhere in between times, but I'll just give you a, a couple of seconds to read that. Okay, and again, so he, so he leaves that there, the, 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 the issue of the ruler, I can't measure your behaviour with ruler, he leaves that there for them to, to have a think about. Um, and, and, and equally, they, they laugh, so this sort of exaggerated example helps them to see um, that actually, you know, even with um, their own sorts of ideas that they've got about how they might do their research, that they're going to be facing, they're going to be confronting some of these difficulties. Um, so having the parents in the room, the, the, that was a strategy so that they could undertake um, real research. Um, and and this, this was interesting. So all the children interviewed a parent and they were given um, some of the questions and some of the questions they were, I think they were given, a, a, um, say, five or six of the questions and they could come up with an extra couple. They were also all um, uh, undertook a questionnaire. They went down to another classroom and one-to-one um, uh, -one did um, questionnaire filling out with younger children about their um, interests broadly. And they were told at this stage the research was grounded in the idea that you will be using this for making media products at some point. So you will be using this. You need to find out about this audience. And I'm not going to tell you yet exactly what those media products are going to be, but you've got to find out as much as you can. Um, again, with the questionnaire, he provided some of the questions. They came up with some of their own. There was, enough, there was one group, and it was the group that were considered more able, who were given the job of... Um, devising um, a range of different audience profiles about drawing on um, internet research, lots of um, using Barb and other, other um, internet um, information that he provided them with, but they were given a list of questions that they had to go through. His aim there was clearly to get them to contest some assumptions that we might have about so all children like this or all adults like that. So they, that group had a kind of set of information that they came up with. And as you can see, he kept them really focused on it's not about your opinion, your assumptions, so, so guessing is, is not allowed. Um, so he's, he's informing them why, they, again, it's a kind of reinforcing why they're doing that research. We can't assume that children will like bright colours or mums will like lovely flowers, they might prefer horror. Um, and also how important some of their questions were. I mean, he... he some would even find it quite brutal how he would, you know, why would you ask that question? Is that going to tell you what you need to know? Is that really going to help you when you're coming to make a media text? Very uh, interrogatory. I mean, really positively framed, but, but, but challenging, pushing them. Um, and, you know, also letting them come, sometimes use questions that were perhaps not helpful, but then helping them think about why they didn't help them. Um, they didn't just do the collection of the data, and I think this is a really important point. They also had to do analysis of their data. They did extensive number crunching um, and came up with audience profiles. Um, they had to, individual groups had to report back their findings, and then they had to put it all together. And their process for doing that enabled them to come up with a set of criteria that might mean that these are the sorts of things that um, parents might like. Um, and, and these are important bits of information about parents and similar for, for children. So they, they took it through a process of, of reflection. Um, and then they were asked to... Um, they were given a task which um, Jenny had um, devised from the English and Media Centre looking at um, health promotion. Um, so they were um, signalling how to um, combat the flu, a new mysterious flu virus... 
Um, and they were also asked to do a replacement for The Simpsons. And they had to, um, rather, for some of the older age groups, they had kind of more complicated um, audiences to deal with. But in this um, case, they just looked at adults, uh, parents, and children. Um, and I mean, this presentation um, that's being given here is actually one of the pitches for the replacement for The Simpsons. So the brief there is that it's actually got to have something in the text. It's a new television programme and it's got to have something in the text both for children and for parents. It's got to be combined. So it's kind of taking its parallel from The Simpsons. Um, and they had to say why they thought that would appeal, why their text would appeal um, to both audiences. And this group had created their idea was to create a house in which um, children lived independently um, and the adults, and I, you really can't see it, it's such, such a shame, there's a sort of helicopter coming down here with the adults kind of the authority figures who are kind of steaming in and being um, disruptive and authoritarian. Um, and so what, clearly the adults in the room, there were care, um, there were teaching assistants and there were um, other teachers and there were parents, clearly they were all kind of saying, well, what's in this for us? I'm not sure whether, you know, how does this position us? So although here the children got very, they'd got very excited about their, their, their narrative, their idea, and it had perhaps taken them away from their evidence, but because the people were in the room, they were being questioned about to what extent, and that did lead them into a really interesting discussion about the suitability and the interest of some texts for children and, and parents, particularly focusing on children's television programmes. Um, so they pitched both the health campaigns and the um, Simpsons activity back. Um, and again, what's important here is throughout he ruled out them drawing on their own opinions. So quite often he'd say, no, I, I don't want to hear your opinion. I want to see you telling me, what does your research tell me? Is that an appropriate um, criteria? Have we? And, and then reflecting back, and it, so are our criteria right? If you're actually claiming that's really important and that's something that we should have in here, were our, what was, you know, was our original research um, uh, telling us the right sort of information. So questions all along. Um, and I guess the broader point, um, and I don't think it's um, singular to this unit, is um, that notion of maintaining the complexity, not trying to neaten it down and not trying to simplify. Um, confronting some of those stereotypes and assumptions that they might have directly. Um, not trying to resolve them, not trying to enable them to adopt a, just an alternative position, but actually um, trying to kind of uh, keep the question marks in the room. Um, and um, having looked at the, the data from all the different um, sites and different age groups, the realness of the research, I mean, it was similar, Yvonne, I think, is here as well, where we had um, uh, people in the room when the students were pitching back their flu um, presentations. You know, having a teacher in the room, I think one of the one of the, uh, I think it was the school bursar actually said, what's YouTube to, um, the, the, the students had, had included that in, in their pitch for the over 50s. And I think he was being deliberately provocative because he obviously clearly knew, but he, having people in the room, it's difficult and obviously there are constraints and difficulties in doing so, but um, made tangible and, and rendered their research important. Um, so that was a kind of, uh, a, another pedagogical point. Did I do that under 20 minutes?